What's up, guys? Welcome to the Make My Day podcast. My name is George Lahoff, and I'm joined by my co-host, Winston Moy and Luke Capriti. We're back. How you guys doing, Luke? How, 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 how have things been? Um, leading up to the school year, amazing. Got to travel a little bit, enjoy the summer. Then teaching hit, and it was like, oh, my God, I'm back in the classroom and um, trying to figure out, uh, you know, my third year of teaching. But each year has been totally different with um covid and all that so i'm just trying to keep my head above water but enjoying it because i am making it a point to make something each weekend so i'm in the garage getting my head free so whereas last year i never really seemed to do that so all in all i feel like i'm doing pretty good what about you winston uh doing well i can't say my my habit for making is as healthy as yours but uh i'm doing good work has been really busy but it's rewarding so um no complaints over here george how about you it's uh it's it's been good i've uh i've been trying to make like i think i'm on luke's page i've been trying to make something every week um i'm not only making every week i've been uploading a video to youtube because i want to make that game a lot stronger every week for the past it's now it's probably coming on close to 20 weeks or something so I've been like going as strong as I can because I'm like trying to take it a lot more seriously. I've been taking a course. Um, I actually wanted to tell you guys about this. I started, um, I think I kind of mentioned this. So, so it's been a while since we've met, a uh, few yeah, months, right? Winston pointed out it was May, right? It was May, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's crazy. <laughs> and it's so, September now, so depending on how long it takes to come out. but I think, yeah, I was going to talk to you guys. So we'll probably actually start posting these faster i'm trying to get to the whole like you know just getting things out near time a lot better um anyways back when we spoke last time i think i told you guys i started following you know a more popular youtuber and i've never really been into that kind of stuff like mr beast and all that kind of thing but i found this youtuber named arak and i was like wow i really like his content i really like like his vibes and it you know his thing is like he sneaks into big events and stuff like that. And to me, that's not normally content I would have watched. Um, but he actually started a course um, called Creator Now. And, you know, I actually like got convinced enough to sign up for it. And that's why I've been publishing every week. I've in this course, like every week they bring in these big YouTubers that like teach one portion of how to become a YouTuber and of becoming I'm just taking it way more seriously now. You know, they actually they actually roast people's videos every week so that you can learn from these big YouTubers. And I got lucky enough, like this is crazy, I haven't even told people yet. I got lucky enough that I got roasted by Mr. Beast. Because he was oh, hanging really? out with Mr. Beast. He comes into the he comes into the video screen at some point and they're playing my video. And like I've never felt like more vulnerable in my entire life than <laughs> getting like judged and, and shown Mr. Beast my video and and like they gave me some sweet feedback, you know, and, and I've just been trying to go at it hard since then. Um so a lot's been changing. A lot's been so I'm really like, you know, pushing hard at making and YouTube and being a creator kind of all all together. That's awesome, dude. Because, yeah, I, I haven't been on uh, Instagram much, but almost every time I've opened it, it's like Maker's Best Friend. <laughs> New video, check it out, this and that. And I'm like, dang, okay, George. You know, I, I should go and check it out to support you. Um, I've been a, a bad friend in that regard. But um, I've been in my head saying, wow, well done. Keep it up, all that good stuff. <laughs> Thanks, man. I mean, on you know, back, like my mentality before was just like, well, whatever, I'll post when I want to. 
and I'll make stuff when I want to. It's like my schedule. And I, I, I think that's a good attitude. Um, but the problem is like, I, I would never grow like that now that I'm learning the, like the analytics actually drive things. Even with Instagram, I'm understanding how to actually grow on Instagram now. Like Instagram reels are the number one way to grow right now. And there's like things you have to include in it, like steps. And maybe we'll do a whole, um, podcast today we're kind of just catching up but maybe we'll do a whole podcast where we can kind of go over if people are interested in, in how to grow because i'm i'm getting a lot of the back end type of like intel here and it's been working so far so knock on wood i'm i'm really happy just kind of pushing hard going here yeah. have you got a youtube sweet. page started luke i thought we were talking about that towards the end of i mean May you can whatever. you can search up capriti creations there should be a channel there but it's gonna oh. be my old logo and i'm pretty sure no videos on there i don't think i ever posted anything but um i i don't know um so something you said that is on my mind real quick that i wanted to get off was yeah um kind of what you were um talking about was you can't expect the results that you don't put in the work for yeah that's something that we've been um telling our soccer team right now and um that's how i feel is that like i'm well aware that i'm not putting in the work that you are to see growth um, but I still have like this, it's a small stream, but there's a stream of, uh, customers and people will just reach out and it'll nice. be a custom thing to make. And, you know, like I did shutters for my neighbor. Um, I'm doing this like wine cabinet with, uh, like, I don't know, beer and whatever. It's like all these little custom things and I'm enjoying it to a certain extent, but I'm starting to see that like after that. I do really want to um, switch gears and see what I could do on Etsy and what I could do. Oh, cool. Um, like really going back into those craft fairs. I even talked to my sister a couple weeks ago about that, and she seemed real interested. Um, so what I'm getting at is what you're saying, George, about kind of focusing on something and really tackling it and going for it. I think prior to our last episode, I had too many ideas like oh yeah i'd love to do all these things but no structure no um like real demand of i'm doing this one thing and i'm realizing what you're saying is that you kind of have to say i'm going for youtube this is what i'm gonna focus on and learn about that and other things like instagram and you know how you're saying reels and whatnot will follow um i think like what you're talking about now is cool that we could kind of bring in how to's into our podcast as well yeah i i mean honestly man i have i can't believe i'm like it's so funny because winston used to like tell me this type of stuff and i don't know if it was like i just like wasn't hearing it or something but like now like i script out everything i have videos planned for the next four weeks right so i know exactly what you know, projects I want to make and post in the next four weeks. And I, I actually like research on YouTube how I think it's going to perform and like versus like other people's and even Instagram posts. I'm like thinking and like in the like, it seems like a lot, right? Like this seems like like in the beginning it was a lot. And now it's like it's cool because like every like Saturday or something, you know, like even in bed, I might just be like typing up my notes and then I'm, I like set it and forget it. And it's way easier because I've been doing it like this. Like I don't have to struggle like I used to, like starting a project and thinking, am I, am I going to put this on YouTube? I don't know, maybe. Sure. So it, that's been helping a lot. Nice. 
I'm really impressed, George. Oh, thanks, Winston. <laughs> she got really organized. That, that's that's all I ever cared about here. Is, is Winston. <laughs> Winston actually texted me um, during all this, uh, like starting to like get into all this. And Winston actually texted me, "Hey, I've like noticed your videos improved," and like that made my like like meeting Winston's like improvement scale like is is a certain level of accomplishment for me yeah, for sure. That's a high bar <laughs> bar to reach, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but like you, you have, right? You've uh, like you've gotten over a lot of the like the simple technical things, like the audio is a little too loud, yeah. too soft, whatever. And like like now, like that's not a distraction, and now you can just focus on the content, mm-hmm. and like that's part of the practice. You just have to put in, like, get your fundamentals good, and then you can like like stretch your creative legs and like showcase new projects or new techniques and bring something new to the table. Hundred percent. So. 100%. Good on you, George. So what have you been doing these days, Winston? Have you been making some projects? I saw the string art that you talked to us about, and that was, like, so cool yeah. as a gift to your yeah. girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty well received. Um, I mean, and since then, it's like I haven't really put out a video, and I feel terrible about it, at least for my own channel. Um, I have an old project that's coming up on, like, it's almost 10, 11 months old at this point, so I want to get the video out before it hits a year old. Um, but for the most part, I've just been really busy at work. Yeah. Uh, like, we launched the new Shape Oko, or we announced it, and it'll be shipping, like, in a month or two. Um, so I've just been, like, all hands on deck helping, like, get that thing ready to launch. That's so and, exciting. Uh, we're really close. <laughs> Yeah. I, I saw that. I saw that on, on the website, and that thing looks like a freaking beast. I mean, it's, uh, I just want to spend money. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is a very impressive machine. Um, it's, I'm going to get a little nerdy here, but you really can't do all that much more on a single circuit 110 volt like plug. Um, wow. just cause like you're, if you work backwards from like the specs of the spindle, how much power the, the stepper motors need and everything, like we are pretty close to maxing out a 15 amp circuit. Oh. So that is a lot of power. Um, That's I insane. mean, for, if you're like, like industrial, like applications or like, you're like super professional, like a cabinet maker, like, like now I understand why you need 220 volt like woodworking tools because yeah. there comes a point where you just need even more power. Um, but for me, this is exciting because like this is um, like the most powerful benchtop machine that I've gotten to play with and use regularly. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, and I've been I'm... seeing you post your videos to the Shapeoko site um, uh, on YouTube at least a lot. Sorry, yeah. what were you saying? Uh, there, there's uh, a little content here and there, um, but Kevin actually has been taking over our uh, a lot of the social media burden from me. Oh, so, cool. Uh, we, we've, we've been tag teaming the uh, Carbide 3D channel. Very cool. Nice. Yeah, I know um, at school we have a CNC. I really haven't used it too much or worked with it, but... Um, it's made me uh, start to get excited about what what should I do for my Christmas gift and everything. Mm. And um, I'm like, hmm, Winston and Shiboko, he could probably tell me, you know, start with this one, do X, <laughs> Y, and Z, and test this out. So 
Um, I, I don't want to put too much on my plate, right? I just said that I was doing that, but um, I definitely think like a CNC is going to be my next tool purchase. That's exciting. That's a very exciting move. Yeah. And it it will really change how you think about like what is um, like feasible as a gift or like something you can batch out. I know you've got the laser now. Uh, so like you've already got that mentality of like there's something that this tool can do better than me because it's like computer controlled it's perfect um, but it's generally flat material um, so you'll just have a lot more a lot more tools at your disposal in terms of how you approach like oh it's like gift season like how do I make like uh, 10 of these or like it's like Halloween season, can I make I don't know an aluminum pumpkin to stick on my front yard or something? <laughs> Wonder why you picked that one. <laughs> Hopefully, that video will be coming out next week. <laughs> oh, cool! Oh, that's uh, that, that that's um, I mean, that, so actually, you mentioned the aluminum pumpkin, Winston. You carved a pumpkin as like a Shapeoko video maybe like three years yeah. ago now or something uh, no, no, real no, no. that like was like the pumpkin. first or second year of like me having a Shapeoko 2 so this was either 2014 or 2015 oh wow a long time ago holy smokes yeah, yeah. we we should all feel very old <laughs> oh that's that's pretty bad yeah yeah wait i wasn't even out of college then <laughs> or maybe i was just graduating that's crazy yeah Wow. Yeah, it was a full but, pumpkin. You right? you put the bed around the entire thing and like yeah, actually, it took that out was the, insane. I took out the bottom of the machine, and now that I'm thinking about it, like I, I could do that again, um, but it's just it's so messy because the the pumpkin pulp just gets everywhere, <laughs> um, and the cuts don't look all that impressive. Mm. Uh, you know how sometimes you're using a CNC and there's like sawdust and like in the cracks and crevices, and when you vacuum it away, it looks super clean and nice. Mm -hmm. Um, that's kind of how the pumpkin is because the the pulp and the mush like there's nothing to wash it away so like i carved a face but like it kind of just looks like like you smeared like orange mashed potatoes over everything because like <laughs> you, you can't see it the, oh. the pulp is all there and it wasn't until i took it to the sink and rinsed it off that like the features finally looked like sharp and crisp um so yeah. i really always like uh i know this is random but i i like how you always try a different material like yeah. it seems like you're not focused on wood or aluminum or anything like that it, you're always trying a different thing that's really cool um random. I, that's just yeah that's just part of like my my inability to focus on one thing though like i i will get bored if i'm doing like a wood project and another wood project and another yeah. wood project um and it's i've got to mix it up somehow to to keep it interesting for myself yeah um, I think the, well, the, the project that I'm doing a video on now, uh, with the preceding project and the following project, those are all kind of like semi-related. Like I'm using, um, the CNC to like cut my, the bevels on like a board of wood so I can wrap it around and turn it into a box. Um, that's like, once I have a technique and I understand it and I think I do it pretty well like I'm I'm kind of over it mm -hmm. and so I've got to be ready to move on to the next thing this is probably the longest that I've um, stayed using a similar technique across multiple videos mm -hmm. um, but I like each time I, I try and do something a little different about it so 
the first one was like learning how to how to use that that um the uh miter joints mm-hmm. on the cnc the second was like instead of doing a, a rectangular box to a hexagonal box and the one after that was uh doing a resin inlay in the lid and so it's kind of like a progression um cool. and i think it'll be a good story when you see all three of the videos side by side um and yeah it, it's good but like emotionally i'm ready for like <laughs> the next cool project yeah so emotional winston <laughs> i am so you're doing all this work for the company now right and you, you know the pumpkin like that all kind of meets both your channel and the company's but do you have anything like a like even a big project or maybe it could be a small one too that like you can't wait to do in your own free time and kind of like bring it back to Winston's garage type of thing anything in mind um i mean so nothing's really jumping out as like something that's entirely my own i am working with a manufacturing service called zometry um on a collaboration and so they're making some parts for me um for my pocket nc like the little shoebox sized five axis milling machine um that machine has some challenges with like work holding and like how do you secure like this tiny little piece of stock and hold it there are some some basic options you have but i feel like the ecosystem is kind of lacking Mm -hmm. um so i'm working with them to to try and come up with some of my own like work holding solutions like a little miniature vice or something like that so that's coming up in the near future um that's actually the package that i just posted on instagram that dhl lost um i was curious about that yeah they're they're remaking it for me Mm -hmm. but uh yeah that's a small setback yeah um you better get that that, patented i have a feeling somebody (laughs) said whoa this looks awesome yeah (laughs) (laughs) possibly i know it made it to california um but after that it's it's all gone anyway um (laughs) beyond this like little side project i don't know if i have like a a big project on my to-do list that i've been like really wanting to do for a while um i've got some ideas um partly because of the hdm and how easily i cut that pumpkin Mm -hmm. um of just like i want to make things out of giant plates of aluminum for no good reason now oh, yeah. like i want to make a new uh, longboard uh, that's even lighter than the original um i want to like i'm looking i built a new like mini pc for running fusion 360 um and like i'm looking at it now and i started following some um like pc building channels on youtube lately because uh, a lot of them like cnc is getting to be a pretty big thing in that circle so you see a lot of really cool like custom computers uh, like they use laser cutters to like cut like acrylic inserts. Um, oh wow! Like they're making them like really cool shapes inspired by like different things from like pop culture, from like anime, from like movies, like Marvel. Um, and you just get so many cool designs now that people have so many more manufacturing capabilities and um, like tools at their disposal. So like I'm looking at my computer, I'm like how can I use a giant plate of aluminum to mount all my components to, uh, and, and things like that. Um, like it's really cool. I'm still on the, the, the big stupid chunk of aluminum like mentality (laughs) right now. So that's just the hammer and everything else is the nail. Mm -hmm. Well, Uh, you have a huge heat sink, so you could really push the limits with some of this stuff too. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, 
I'm just thinking like it'd be cool if it was really shiny and then I'm starting to think back like remember that time I did the um the the Apple Mac Pro inspired cheese grater thing mm-hmm. what if I did that design but made it ginormous um <laughs> so there's just there's a lot of ideas going through my head right now oh man that's a cool idea so I have a question for you that so I've been thinking about um working with some aluminum sheets with maybe the maslow just to see like how crazy it could be um because like imagine like a freestanding thing that gets caught on metal and just like i can only imagine like the horror or the goodness of it you know maybe i don't know um but for an Either easier way, good content yeah <laughs> well i so i really want to michelle and i we might not always live in this house and i think if we get another house I want kind of like a game slash playroom, partly for me, partly for future kids probably. But I, w- I want to make like a giant, I want two things. I want one giant Iron Man and one giant Iron Giant f- in the corners, like sculptures of it. Not functional at all. Nothing like, like augmented reality or anything like that. Um, and I've seen people make it with foam, but I, I don't want to do that. And I might go to like scrapyards and I don't know how far I'll take it. But I was thinking it'd be really cool to take a thin sheet of aluminum on the Maslow and have it first etch all the areas that should be bent in and then have it cut around the outline so that I can take off this piece and it'll be like the chest piece and it'll fold in at all the corners. And I could weld it if I want. And maybe that's maybe I will. Um, but what do you think of that how possible do you think that would be or i don't know i haven't seen people do that a lot so i was curious about it i mean you've got a lot of ways this could go wrong (laughs) but you do have one good thing working in your favor um so the part of the challenge with working with aluminum specifically machining it is that like if you lay a piece down on your shapeoko and you're cutting it um, chips will tend to, to just sit on the surface and yeah. they'll just get recut by the cutter the next time it comes around when you're doing a cutout. Uh, if you're cutting a really deep pocket, it just turns into a bowl of aluminum chips and the end mill can get clogged. But if you're cutting it upright, all the chips are just going to naturally fall off the material. Oh, that's interesting. So it's like a self-cleaning process. So in that sense, like when you said aluminum, I was like, I hope he's planning on chasing it with like a vacuum hose or a little compressed air gun. But with the Maslow, you actually don't it. need that. So yeah. that is one benefit of using a platform that is tilted upright like that. I never thought of that, actually. That's interesting. You think it would yeah, fall? It so, won't get caught? It won't like bunch up still? Maybe. No, I mean, like the the router you use, is ha- it has a little bit of a air blast. It's got a fan built mm-hmm. in. So it'll blow the chips out of its own way. Um, hmm. it's really just, you're going to have to take a, a nice shallow cut yeah. so that like the whole thing doesn't start vibrating or like you rip the chains and I just imagine you know, it like chasing, like, like jumping up and up and up and like keep like climbing like the metal as it catches yeah. and then <laughs> I think you get pretty scared sure. if it goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to use fusion 360 for the tool pathing, um, because the Maslow, like the router bit, is held to the material just by the weight of the router. Yeah. Um, so when you're trying to to start your cut, if you plunge straight down, no, I can't do uh, that. There's a good chance, like It'll you're not going to be able to get the bit to pierce the material. So you're going to have to do like a ramping move where yep. you come in at an angle. Um, 
other than that, I'm kind of curious. It could make a great video. It would be cool. So I don't have another house yet, and I definitely don't have room for it yet. But I was thinking I could just make the chest piece, put some LEDs, and like see like how because I think the chest like just like the basic, like not the entire thing, just like the shape of it, and bend some parts and like a trial run type of thing before I spend like a lot of money and months of like doing the entire sculpture one day. Cause I think, I just think it'd be so cool to have like both of them in one corner and like, they're almost like night, like giant night lights or something like in this game room or something. I don't know. I'm like inspired. The glowing or like the chess piece behind... for the oh, Iron, yeah, Man, for Iron Man. And then the Iron Giant, I think it's his eyes or mouth that like lit up. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like a lighthouse effect that had how do you plan on bending the sheet metal and like holding it if you're not gonna weld it well so i probably have to weld it i i mean this isn't gonna be functional so there's a like rivets or like i was thinking rivets could work you could mm-hmm. technically epoxy it but i don't want to waste all that money mm-hmm. um i probably riv- if i don't weld it I'll probably riveting it um my main fear is bending the metal without any metal tools like i have nothing to bend the metal in like straight ways which i know is it'll want to like ruin the like how nice it looks and then it won't like all fit together and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so um yeah i'm I'm inspired i think it's going to be a lot harder than i'm imagining as it always is um (laughs) but maybe i'll just start with like a chess piece and see how that comes out yeah, because I, I just keep thinking about, like, should you almost make a wooden form so then you could, uh, you know, tap it with a hammer to kind of, uh, uh, Winston's, That's he's got a great an idea. idea. Right? That's a yeah. really good well, idea. Well, no, like that, like, you will probably want to form this around something because right. there are, like, subtle curves in the um, the chest piece that would benefit from having like a buck or a mold to like to push down against and form because otherwise you're going to be like at an anvil like with a hammer trying to like like subtly shape the metal um and i just did like a google search for like uh like templates Mm -hmm. for like um, oh they're all over like sheet metal or yeah so they do it for foam yeah so I, i feel like in combination with a cutting template in metal plus some kind of form that you can sort of like mold it it around around. Um, or at least like even just bend it until you can tack weld it together yeah Uh, because it's not going to want to take that bent shape yeah that's Um, true that you could get pretty darn close yeah and then one more thing if we want to keep diving into this i would assume you would want to have tabs off of whatever parts so you have like something to grip onto that's that maybe you would um, grind or like with a Dremel, like cut off at the end, but something you could almost work with and maybe clamp down if you're going to be, you know, tapping it with a hammer so that it's not sliding and shifting on you. Because I, I just keep picturing like that too. chess piece is going to be, you know, not a ball, but like spherical light. Yeah. And so you're not going to have somewhere to really like wedge it or hold it. So like if you place it over top of a, half pipe or bowl looking thing and then clamp it down and then you could um you know start to tap it in i feel like you're on the right track and then if you already like etched or um cut out certain spots like it'll have places where it would want to bend or fold first and then you could kind of just like add on your shapes that you need to add on i'm very excited um what you should do 
is like take a bunch of MDF, build it up into a like a 3D form that you can fold the sheet metal over, uh, and also drill a bunch of holes in the back of the MDF form so you can use clamps to help you just like push and hold the metal against the buck. That's a good idea. While you tack it. Yeah. Cause oh man, yeah, you could possibly make different shapes that aren't necessarily just the chest piece but then you're using that shape kind of like an anvil right was Mm -hmm. used to do you know all the different things but you could make maybe a shape that you need that's like an egg shape and that might give you like a more narrow round that you could be like working over instead of just like perfectly whatever you think the chest shape is that's if you were to do like more metal working stuff in the future um And it's going to be a lot of trial and error because I've literally never done that before as much as I'd want to bend sheet metal and like have fun with it. I don't necessarily know if what I'm suggesting would work. Like is MDF hard enough? Do you think that as you start tapping on it, right? It won't bend. If if you put it on a solid surface, yeah. And if you're using sheet metal, that's not super thick. Yeah. It's really Um, thin sheet metal, like really thin. I was thinking like 16th of an inch yeah exactly that you can you can bend pretty Mm -hmm. well oh i'm so excited huh well thanks guys the other thing i've (laughs) I've done um we had a a summer intern and uh, he wanted to make some custom metal brackets and we didn't want to go to the the metal shop um so we cut them out but i had him uh, machine holes in a specific spot like to kind of perforate the metal so that the bends were easier Hmm. in that one spot without like fully cutting through it or uh like slotting it you well, could actually i guess machine a groove in it to weaken the metal that's what i was thinking exactly at the crease yeah um, like crease yeah, it with there's multiple the ways save me a bunch of time uh, since you don't have a press break to just make sure the fold and the crease happens exactly where you want it yeah that's the that's the main thing right i don't want and i don't want to screw that part up like i don't want to see a bend somewhere because i screwed up it and had to redo it like that ruins a lot for me um i wonder if even using um like aluminum foil as a prototype and like make something like really small and then you could see where you would expect folds and creases to happen and then in your uh, machine yeah your tool pathing you could almost uh do like you could cut away some of that material or do little grooves in that spot so that it'll fold and look like a clean fold. I like um, that idea too. Yeah. Well, paper you'd have to make or just a little sturdier. Um, yeah, right. Like, paper, paper is a great option. Or cardboard, like just to see, like, right? yeah, if it's going to like crease and take a, a bend. Because mm-hmm. um, sometimes in these cutting templates, I see like the lines aren't perfectly straight. It's trying to force a curvature once you bend it. Um, you could use the paper to see how well that curvature oh, that takes actually works hold. For the curve. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if you're going to have to like really hammer the metal to get it to, to bow or, or dip in the right ways to take up those contours. Man, I'm excited that you guys also made me a little nervous. Cause like it, there's so much more thought that I definitely did not put into this, <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm very excited. Like, worst case, too. George, like you can just, you'll let, You'll end up making something that looks like the Tesla Cybertruck. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that is in fact how they developed the Cybertruck. They tried to make Iron Man, and, 
and somehow wheels got on there and they're like wait all right we'll just make it a truck <laughs> yeah tesla cyber truck is the product of a fail tony stark oh man <laughs> yep. that's too funny <laughs> yeah clearly somebody was trying to get out of a cave with that thing right <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, oh that's too funny yeah. now that we've talked all about this sheet metal i, I kind of want to make something out of sheet metal like, is there something for Halloween? I, we've talked about doing um, dog toys and things like that. Obviously, I'm not saying we should make dog toys out of sheet metal. Um, but, you know, it's almost like, uh, is there something we could do a real small challenge with each other so that it's not like a burden on anybody's plate? Well, that's interesting. Um, or am I kind of putting too much on it? And we could do something like this for Thanksgiving or like uh, the end of the year. So we have a little more time to think about it. I like it. Yeah, I'm afraid. But yeah, I like maybe it. let's not do it now. But something well. I'm just thinking about <laughs> that could be cool if we're going to start providing content um, of how to do things. Yeah. What if we had a challenge where whoever's listening, they're joining in on it. So if we make it a small enough challenge, like sheet metal, you know, purchase a one by one square foot um what is it like 30 second inch thing of aluminum from home depot or lowe's uh you know and see what you can make with it for the holidays or um that replicates uh your favorite marvel character or something like that where it's very open-ended we're being what is that um instructables but just yeah, our own yeah. little version of it um, I, it I'm, could be fun right? i'm interested just so you know how like broken my brain is when you said this metal challenge for Halloween, and I'm not going to do this, and I'm not a terrible person, but I thought it'd be hilarious to make a Halloween um, box with teeth that the candy's in, and then you have a sensor, so if a kid takes more than one piece of candy, it closes and it's like bites their hand. <laughs> oh my God. I do with sheet metal, but I would totally do that with EVA foam. Yeah, like fun, yeah. like more of a funny, like don't like, you know, hurt a kid, <laughs> but scare him a little bit. But yeah, it'd be hilarious if like it's just an open box with candy and it just looks like a Halloween box and like it knows you, your hand has like more than one piece of candy and just closes <laughs> like a Venus flytrap essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I uh, like that idea. I can't believe yeah. I, I can't believe that's that's it's so wrong. <laughs> Worst part but is Winston so wants right to make also. it happen. Look at it. <laughs> He's like thinking about that. Well, I mean, I have long like so I have a bit of a Grinch uh uh gene in me and uh like I always try and think of ways I can use engineering. Like after you watch like Mark Rober's channel, yeah. like you want to over engineer a prank. And uh, like that's that's totally doable. You could put a weight sensor under the bowl if you got like Kit Kats or something. You knew the exact weight of each piece. If you detected more than one being taken out at a time, you could actuate like this this fake mouth to close over someone. That's a good idea, dude. And that that was the part in my head. It was the logic of well, how do you know the same person took two candies? I'm thinking like oh, every person oh, I took my one Kit Kat. Now my same hand is going in and taking two. Um, so that was where I was thinking like, ah, oh, that's, you, you need to know that hand or person, or is it like within a quick succession that two pieces were taken within half a second? 
So um, yeah. here's where it breaks down. Like normally, when you put out the bowl of candy, you have like five kids coming at it all at once, and they all reach you gotta, in. You have to find some way to make them line up single file and take them one at a time, which is never going to happen. No, you could do it. You just have to build a very tight hallway, like a creepy hallway that they have to walk through, and so that it literally is only one person <laughs> wide. And so by the time they get to the end, it's this bowl. And you know only one arm could be going into it, right? Or it's like a decoration, like some giant thing with a mouth open. And you reach in to get your piece of candy. And it's a dark hole that only one arm can fit into. Oh. And it says, play, only grab one. So you're, that's even creepier because mm. you're just reaching into a dark area not knowing <laughs> what's back there. Anybody who takes a one piece of candy, like, oh, look, it's fine, friends. You know, no problem. Like, this is all good. And then the one little kid that decides, oh, I'm going to take, like, more than one piece gets, like, snatched or something yeah hold on yeah if you if either of us or any of us does it you have to have a sound as well because that'll scare you you're getting attacked <laughs> there's a sound it's like a lawsuit then, way yeah. to have <laughs> parents are gonna come by in a second child almost has a heart attack <laughs> trying to get two pieces of candy from this cheap maker <laughs> they broke the rules man yeah <laughs> oh my god huh. That I didn't is think about pretty, it like that. Yeah. Forcing the distance separation is a perfect way. Like you have, like the bowl of candy exactly. is like two feet away from like the front of this mouth. Mm-hmm. So like you have to reach in, and only one person can do it you at can a time. You literally only have one. I'm person picturing do it at a time. like you know like the chain chomps from Mario, like the the yes, big, yeah, like, yeah. spherical yeah. ball with the teeth that, yeah. that chases <laughs> you. I want to put one of those in my yard. <laughs> I love that actually. That's a that that'd be a really cool Halloween decoration for yeah. in your yard actually. That's pretty that's pretty clever too. Maybe next year. Mm-hmm. A sheet metal one, right? Yeah. <laughs> sheet metal or uh well, I'm in LA, so like there's like we're right by the ocean. If I could buy like an old like uh ocean buoy, like I could take that and uh turn it. I'm getting way ahead of myself. No, I like this, man. This should happen. Look, you still have a month before Halloween this year. I'm just saying. It's it's a whole month. It's a whole month, man. It's, it's, it's a whole month. I just finished. 30 days. We just finished all of our Halloween decorations. So you guys, that, that video is actually going up today. So you guys will see. I made a, um, and this sucked. I made an eight foot um, Jack Skellington, um, like little sculpture, but I made out of PVC pipe. And eight foot like PVC that's like not thick enough, like getting that thing to stand up sucked. I actually don't like working with PVC like a lot of other people do. I think it's like, unless you're like sealing it the right way and I never want to seal because I want to take it apart later, like it will never like stay together or anything like that. So you just made me think of that because I was like, man, I kind of, that'd be so cool. You could do it, Winston. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, PVC, like the joints actually get expensive when you add them all up. Yeah, each one's but... like about a buck to two bucks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought I had this genius. You know what genius... you could do? Oh, go ahead, Winston. Um, you could 3D print some joints for like the fingers or like the more intricate parts or like if you need a very specific three-way joint. Oh, that would have been a good idea, actually. I I actually mm-hmm. took thick copper wire and the whole thing's black, so I just wrapped in black duct tape and it looks like really creepy. But... I, I do like that idea that I could have printed my own connections with the details of him. That would have been 
Darn it. Ah, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> next Halloween, George. Next uh, Halloween. There's still time, but no, you're right. It's ready up there. It's ready done. <laughs> yeah. It's already no, done. When you guys were saying about the PVC uh, joint, I, w- I never realized that because I thought I had this idea of doing floating cornhole bowls. Or uh, not bowls. Yeah. Bowls. Yeah. I, you and then I started so looking cool. at the price of it and everything. Like I, I was going to try to make them and then Adrian or my sister or something, we could like draw fun summer scenes on there cool and then i realized nobody's gonna want to buy uh one of these for like 40 dollars because the joints themselves i think uh material wise i was right around 15 or so dollars and i i did my best to minimize the amount of pvc used um the the board that i even used was one of those uh corrugated plastic boards oh yeah, uh, yeah like for a yard sign which is super cheap um, but yeah, the PVC joints themselves, there was one, two, four, there were, I think, eight of them. Oh, wow. And that was the best I could do because I needed, you know, elbows once you got to the water. So in each corner and then elbows when you got to the top or uh, three-way elbows when you were on the board to add enough rigidity, I felt like. So I don't know. I was like, so man, next this time, sucks with PVC. Next time ahead. you do that. Let me know if this would work because I, I I considered like ditching joints completely completely. If you took two different diameter PVCs and you drilled a hole in the bigger one and like kind of snuck the other one through it and then like glued it so that you don't need mm. the joints at all and it should be rigid. That because yeah. you're right, that's where the money goes is those yeah. joints. But you can buy like the eight foot PVCs aren't that bad, you know, no, no. for it. So and I was making them small, like so yeah. yeah. That's an interesting idea. I never thought of that. Um, I wonder if it maybe work. that's it. Yeah, and it's you know it's not supposed to be the most durable thing. I just wanted it to last long enough. Figuring, you know, you could potentially have drunk people playing <laughs> with cornhole in the pool and smashing it, and so I wanted it to at least work through a few rounds of it. And but now what you're saying there, I mean the. Uh, sealant that's used doesn't it actually fuse the pvc so. together yeah so yeah you're probably right that that would be strong enough what were you using okay. for the bags i i saw and that's like the one thing i wondered was how are you doing the bags because those normally can't get wet the the real ones yeah i um all i did was oops, sorry maui just jumped off the bed <laughs> <laughs> he was being so good so i was trying oh, so hard not to mess with him um but yeah, so around 42 minutes, there's going to be uh, a bunch of noise. <laughs> anyway, um, I had an old t-shirt that I was going to get rid of. And it had like a couple holes on the sleeves and stain marks because it was one of my old staining shirts. And so I just cut it up and dyed it different colors. So I had um, oh, RIT or good, RIT yeah. dye. And with rubber bands, I made them look like what I thought was like an octopus or squid. So I was going to say it's like, instead of cornhole, it's like, you know, squid hole or something. I was trying to think of a corny, but catchy name. And I just got annoyed once I started looking at the pricing of it. And I was like, forget it. I'll just have our own set and maybe next year revisit it, especially now with an updated joint. But yeah, it was just old t-shirts. That's a good idea with like the, like that's a really cool idea. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, all I did was I cut out two, like, maybe six-inch square, six-by-six-inch squares and um, just balled it together, like, brought the corners and then with the rubber bands. So it made it a ball, and instead of it being cornhole like the square bags, it was a ball instead. It seemed That's to work cool. pretty well, too, because they could 
catch water so you could squeeze out water if you wanted a lighter throw or you could absorb water if you wanted a heavier throw so it kind of gave you like this you could have your own technique once you got in there just like people like to spin it versus underhand exactly and, yeah you know um so it had its own like uh little things that you could kind of like customize it for yourself and if you were a heavier thrower or whatnot but yeah maybe next year there will be an improved version of it i hope so yeah. man i thought that yeah. like i almost made one because of your idea like i was like that's like because yeah. i love cornhole and i love being in the pool and the only mm-hmm. ones we have are like beer games and i think like cornhole would have been a lot of fun like yeah that, that's a good idea yeah well yeah next year then for sure i think really i think what you just said with the joints that makes it way easier and then um I, I even was thinking, like, was there a better way that I could have done those T-shirts? Um, but, yeah, I, definitely is another project to revisit. Um, yeah, I like that, though. Good thinking. We're going to have to call this episode, There's Always Next Year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, just change always up. so much going on. Yeah. Well, it's cool. Like, um, we just kind of went through the engineering design process in school. So I talk about brainstorming and collaborating and stuff like that. And it's very cool. Whenever we come on here, the ideas, because I look at you guys and like, Oh, you guys are really smart. You've got all these good ideas, how to make stuff. And then when there's three of us together talking, it's like the ball gets rolling that much quicker or um, it's just something totally new that I wouldn't even have thought of that. Um, so it's cool I, I wish i could use this as proof to the kids like look if you collaborate if you brainstorm you actually come up with better ideas because lots 100%. of times they think the first idea is the best idea 100 yeah. percent. i've always said like you know all those people that like they have an idea and they want to patent it so they never tell that anybody and like they never make it happen <laughs> i like i'm all i always tell them like everybody well no the thing is everybody already has their own list of things they want to do they don't have the motivation to do that they're not going to take the motivation to do your idea that you're like more motivated. You know, like it that hardly ever happens. Your idea would have to be so good to be stolen by somebody else because of what you're saying. Everybody has their 10 things or 100 things that trying to add another one that could be a good idea. Exactly. Is, is not going to be worth it to them. They might or, even be that much further into some of their ideas that they don't want to stop or pivot and exactly or it'd have to be an idea that they were going to do something like and they're like oh that's better i could just change it a little bit you know like that's where like i could see but but i always like tell people because i like for people to one tell me how dumb my idea is because you got to see if people are interested before you make something if you want to be popular and two most of the time people be like oh wait that exists and here it is on google you you didn't do your research you know you're going to the next thing you know um that's i've always felt that way with like ideas i like to communicate them as much as possible and i know like myself like like i will get it done if it's something i'm behind and motivated and i normally will work way more hours than a normal person will so like i'm not worried about that normally i guess mm-hmm. um yeah so i, I had a face. friend who would text me often and be like dude i just thought of a great idea um what if you had like you know, I, I go on all these business trips and my shirts are always wrinkly. So I think we should patent some sort of thing that's like a portable iron. I mean, you mean like a steamer? He's like, oh, they have those already? I'm like, yeah. Like, why are you trying to sneak around with me to come up with a steamer? I'm trying to think of another one. It was like something to do with car brake lights and whatnot. 
And I'm like, yeah, you know, that's illegal. You can't do a variable brake lights or something. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm like, good idea. But they don't allow that. Like basic research. And, you know, he was like, I I need to have a call with you. I have a really good idea. It's like this whole secret. Like a hall like, yeah. I'm like, no, no, trust me. You can just let me know and we can work it out from there. But it is funny how, I, I mean, I even have a list of things where I'm like, oh, try this out in the future. You know, I'm like, Man, I look at this note and it says June 2014. Like it's the future now, and I still haven't come back to this idea yet. Um, but yeah, um, I even thought of one thing uh, just before I think we moved out of Chesterfield or something was for uh, replicating bird wings um, using like uh, wire and I was thinking just like uh, thin plastic sheets so that you could use it for robots. And I, I drew out all this stuff. I wrote the date on it. I signed it thinking like, oh, this is gonna be awesome. I could make a robotic bird. I've oh, yet to pursue it in any way. But I'm like, in my head, every time I like go through my notes and see that, it's one you of those ideas where I'm like, I can't tell anybody about it or else you know, somebody's gonna take it. It's like, just- And now it's somebody... out there, Luke. Now you got well, your time. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Documented they, from this date, you have a year technically because you just yeah, said. right. The USPTO, yeah. But um, no, it's one of those things where it's like I, I don't, I'm not going to pursue it if unless I get really into it. But it's, it is that idea that if we just would be open with our ideas, I think it would be better if somebody stole it. Maybe somebody could actually be uh, using that for something good out there. I don't know. I, I want to get to the point where, like. I have a big enough following, whether it's YouTube or Instagram, that I have an idea and I get to put it out on Instagram and people are excited to see me make that idea. Do you know what I mean? When you see your big creators, like Jocko, whatever is a great example of this, I think. Like when he puts out an idea and, you know, he, of course, like does his patents and stuff like that because he gets ripped off all the time. Like I'm excited to see him make it because I know his like take on it is going to be so different. Like he made like a, you know, just like a, a kinematic screwdriver, which has been done. Right. But his was like, like so pristine in, in, in the way he actually developed it, the way it looked, it's like exciting to see him make it. So that's like, I'm not anymore like about being the inventor of like, this is like the next, you know, um, you know the coffee cup holders whoever invented that for like starbucks like is like a billionaire somewhere right like the ones like for hot liquids like that that's cool but i i want to be able to say hey i'm going to be making like one of these top things what do you guys want to see next and like people be like oh i can't wait to see you make this one thing to me that's a fun goal for uh, like at this stage of my life i'm you know i want to see where that goes we'll see (laughs) you keep at this rate with all your YouTube videos, I'm sure you're seeing an increase in followers. Yeah. Start putting Trying to build authentic followers. There. There's a lot of... Yeah. I'm trying. We'll, we'll see how that kind of goes. I feel like Winston's thinking intently about this. I, I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's like some of my, my machinist friends. Like part of what they have fun with is product design. Um, you, you talked about Jocko and he's a great example. Yeah. Uh, but He's, he's making a screwdriver. There are tens of thousands of screwdrivers on the market right now. Why would you buy his? And it's it's because he has a very interesting way of approaching it. Mm-hmm. It's part like practical, but there's a lot of it that's also like artistic or that's engineering. Like there's a 
he approached how to make a screwdriver with a very different set of goals and design principles. Exactly. And that's what makes it unique. And like, do you need like a, a $50 screwdriver? No. But like, is it cool? It, it's, there's like, it's in the EDC community. Like there's certain yeah. things like knives, like watches, like pens, like people love things that are engineered to be very specific and special. And at that point, it's, it's partly about the tool. How well does it work? But there's an aspect of it. It's like kinetic jewelry or like just like there's a part of it that is it's a joy to behold, to touch, to look at, to use um, that you just don't get in something that's like made by the millions out of plastic. So um I'm curious, George, if you were to make a product, what would be your special spin on it? And you don't have to answer now because that's it's very specific to what you're making, um, the aesthetic you're going for. But uh, just let your brain marinate on that. Like, how would you take something and and make it so that when someone looked at it, they're like, yeah, I can see like George's like creative yeah. intent behind that. That's so uh, I've actually thought of this a lot. Um and I haven't gotten to the the big product, the product that like can you know go to thousands one day. Um, I thought of small like gimmicks type of thing that start getting me my brand out there um, a little bit more. And I'll actually send you guys a picture. So, so one thing like everybody does merch, right? And, and that's not what we're talking about really. But I actually started focusing a little bit more on some cool merch coming out there, and I've been buying. A bunch of my like the people i follow like winston you dropped the shirt like i bought it like immediately anybody that i support Thank you, george well no because you know those are the shirts i actually like wearing like i love wearing the people that i follow and i'm inspired by you know shirts and design um and why not like support in that way so i'm gonna send you a picture i got ruby um cartoonized for uh for a sweatshirt and it looks awesome. Uh, uh, Winston's like skeptical as hell right now. Well, you <laughs> wait till I see, it's it was it's pretty cool. But either way, um, for like my like I have a cheap idea that I'm probably gonna start doing for um, uh, push sticks for like the table saw, where it's gonna be kind of like my logo. I was thinking of everything I'm gonna be doing from now on will have a Ruby version, which is Ruby now or a um like an og cyrus version with my, my dog when i first started everything and um the push sticks will be like them as a like ruby's face and you'll be able to tell it's like ruby um and hers she's like she's part like she is the push stick type of thing like her mouth is a, I, I had a design idea of it like like she's kind of like like leaping and she'd be pushing and you're like holding like the tail or something like that i'm not sure so that's like again cheap and gimmicky but like if you're like behind it and you're a woodworker, like that's a cool thing to have, like a like a push stick that you know is is from Maker's Best Friend, I guess. But I have been, I want, I have been trying, like I haven't figured it out yet, and I will one day. There will be like one thing that is George's signature, but behind everything I make right now, it's like rustic. It's just like you know, like grit and behind it. But that's just me developing and getting to the point where. I will have a signature like Wobie has his colored skateboards and stuff like that. Um, I'm not there yet, but I'm trying. I don't know what it is. It's going to click one day. I think I'm, I'm not sure. We'll see. 
I think that's like something that I strive for too is like having a signature. Um, but yeah, I think it's something that over time it, it you just start becomes like you, right? Like back, it becomes a yeah. thing. Like well, like yeah, you start you're expressing it each time you've made something. But when you first start, or at least for me, I was making something that I already saw. So I'm kind of replicating. And then each time you've developed a new skill or you've honed um, a skill you've been working on, you're able to add mm-hmm. your spin to it um, a little bit more. So each time you go through it, it's like, okay, now more and more times you've added George's touch to whatever it is that you've made. And so now you look back three, four, however many years ago, you're like, oh, that's funny. I used to make it that way or oh, if I were to make that thing now, it would look more like this. Yeah. And you would see that evolution. Whereas at the time you're making it, you're not necessarily seeing the signature because you haven't established it's it. It's not like established. You literally exactly. need time to establish that signature. And then from looking back, you can kind of see how it evolved into your signature. Man, that's... Um, is what I, I feel like most likely is happening for most people or you know has happened um, but yeah i think i think you're 100 percent right i mean like winston do you have a signature? because you probably have been doing this you have been doing this the longest out of us and you've probably got like you've probably got that thing that giaco has right like it's you kind of have your own finesse to your designs i guess so is there something that you consider your signature mm, not not in particular because like like we were talking about earlier like my material change uh, like the projects i take on change it's hard to find a consistent trend i think like from the comments that i've gathered from youtube and whatnot when people see one of my projects they're like oh yeah that's that's so winston like he would totally do that <laughs> but there's not a single one thing it's not like i make a lightweight aluminum version of everything it, it can vary by material um it's it's usually just like a slightly unique take on things like you if i look on any product on etsy or something i look at it and i i think like oh i wish it was a little different i wish that ring box was a little slimmer i wish there was like some feature in this that made it like uh, like the two halves of a box will snap together um i wish something was recessed a little more refined certain aspects like the in the the pokeball that i made like the hinge was concealed there's there's little touches that you can attribute to the the OCD my brain works like I see something I'm like Ugh, I I don't like that I want to change that it's okay man and then I I make that change Good um, okay. and it's it's nothing groundbreaking it's just you look at a product or you look at something and you think like I can make that better in a very specific way and then I I work my whole design around that like changing that principle of operation for that part that's interesting like when i think of your designs i always think about like your edges for some reason like i always feel like your edges have like some like really nice like chamfer on it or like like really sleek edges like that type of attention to detail so i I wonder that that yeah you got me thinking hard now i mean that's interesting maybe that's like the beauty of winston's signature is that his doesn't have to look like colorful skateboards, right? It is truly that whatever the product is that you make, you 
if you continue to look at it, if you look harder or deeper into it, it's like, oh, look, there's another detail or another layer of detail that, you know, he went a step further. So if I keep looking, I wonder if I'll find another thing um, or even the material change, right? Like, again, the beauty of it is that it doesn't have to look like all the past things that you've made. Um, but you can start to recognize, like, if you had a collection of all pieces in front of you, it's like, whoa, look how he went from aluminum to wood to epoxy, now all <laughs> three to, you know, and that would be kind of like the smorgasbord of Winston's designs. Like, that's the cool part about it. There's one thing you touched on, which is like, when you look at something, there's there's a certain level of refinement. And that's not unique to me. That's just something that comes from making something a bunch of times. Um, and yeah. there's a guy on Instagram, uh, Design the Everything, who recently is he's going through this whole thing. Like he got a an old Tormach CNC and he's like going through his old product design thing, coming up with things he wants to sell. Um, and one of his latest Instagram posts is like he just discovered how awesome... Uh, fillets are or like roundovers because uh, when you're holding something uh, like if you 3d print something that you design up like really quickly it's got hard edges it doesn't feel good in hand but if you round over all the edges suddenly it feels a lot more refined and there are little touches like that that you just pick up on that you remember to put in your design each time like when i design something for 3d printing now um it's not just like all right, I need something to hold a pen here and something to hold a phone here, and I'll just smush them together. Like, I'm just, I'm putting fillets on everything. I'm chamfering things uh, just so that when I finally hold it and I look at it, it, it it'll feel nice in the hand. Um, so, like, little things like that, that's just something you pick up over time. Um, but, yeah, playing with, with new ways to use material, that's that's definitely something I enjoy a lot. And now my brain's going. George crazy. is deep in thought I'm, now. Okay, and now I'm like deep in thought, trying to figure, well, like, think it through. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think it's something that you want to just be able to answer immediately. No, and, not at um, all. I hate to cut the conversation short, but we have hit the hour, and I think Maui needs. Uh, oh, that's some cool, attention man. Before we start getting a a really bad <laughs> ending <laughs> to this talk, but um, <laughs> before we go, I wanted to um, ask Winston. And um, George, if you guys could either put in the show notes or just text them to me the links for where I can get your merch, because that's something I've been wanting to do, George, is um, like respect the maker and the be maker. able to re represent it. them. Um, because, yeah, T-shirts I wear, you know, I'm wearing a highlighter T-shirt right now. So when I went for the walk this morning and it's dark out, hopefully somebody sees me when I'm crossing the street. <laughs> but besides that, like during the day, that would be cool to be making and be like, oh, I got my Winston shirt on. I better, you know, check these details out, make sure everything's really crisp and clean. And then if I'm building like a bigger piece of furniture, like, oh, I'm going to have my maker's best friend <laughs> thing on or a dartboard. And, you know, you so, man, um, you know, yeah. Yeah, so I'll put in the show notes. Make... Mine's going to launch. I might as well just launch it. It's pretty much ready. I've been nervous. But all right, cool. Yeah, I'll put yeah. in the show notes, man. Yeah. I'll sure. uh, I'll get back to you on that, Luke. I need to come up with a new product line. I think that's dog inspired. Dog inspired. You like need... do a canine twist on my logo. Yeah. Everybody okay. everybody should have a dog and it should be on all your merch and all day. <laughs> <laughs> I got to send. Yeah. I'm going to send you guys the picture of what, what it looks like, though. I'm, I'm oh, like yeah. obsessed with it. <laughs> the cartoon. Cartoon. Yeah. You guys yeah. got to see it. <laughs> yeah. 
right. Well, this has been awesome on like just catching up and yeah. um, we'll, we're back. Right. So we're going to do this. We're going to keep it moving now. Yeah. Um, so I'll get this posted this week and hopefully two weeks, guys, let's try to make it happen for. <laughs> All right. I'll All put right. it in my it's calendar. Fun, guys. Awesome. See Good you. catching up guys. Take care.